You would like this game. Baseball. Because it is all, like, launch angle on the ball makes quite a bit of difference. Yep. Exit velocity. It's all stats. <laughs> also, how much more gamesmanship there is in baseball versus other yeah. tactical decisions, like when to pull your pitcher, especially late in the game. Hey, you have, well, now with the new rule where you have to have uh, a pitcher face three batters. It used to be you could just pull a pitcher after every single batter if you had a big bullpen. Oh, oh, oh. He has to play against three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When you said that, I thought baseball now allowed three people to be at bat at one time. That would be awesome, but no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Not for some of our teams. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can just imagine, like, two of them getting hit in the head. I know, right? He has to throw three balls at once, too, you know? <laughs> three pitchers, but they don't know who they're throwing the ball to. <laughs> There we go. We've changed baseball. But I could see it as three in a row in the mm. line of sight of the pitcher. No. <laughs> Just hitting one in the back yeah. of the head with a so bat. They'd be lined up so they didn't damage themselves. But mm-hmm. that way, like if the first batter didn't like it, the second batter had a shot at it. <laughs> Except the second batter wouldn't have been able to see it. Yeah. They'd be on opposite sides. Do left-handed, right-handed, left-handed. Interesting concept. Yeah. If you wanted to make it complicated... Then, because <laughs> we don't do anything complicated, because <laughs> we haven't made it complicated with three. Yes, pitches. <laughs> the third batter, if the first or second didn't swing, the third would have to. That's impossible. No, humans have free will. <laughs> no, the timing of it. You're throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball. How soon does a hundred mile fastball travel? Ninety feet. I think it's like half a second. Half or a second. Okay. You have half a second to determine whether or not the ball is outside the strike zone, and how to hit it into the field. You have half a second to determine all of those variables. Yeah. As the third batter, you can't say within half a second or even less if the other two are going to swing or not. A fastball takes 0.4 seconds to reach home plate after it leaves the pitcher's hand, but a hitter needs a full quarter of a second to see the ball and react. All right, then I'm saying we do this because it'd be a real challenge. <laughs> yeah, hitting averages nobody hits. Yeah, that's the thing. Point zero nine one. Well, how many times the two other batters are going to get hit by the ball if the third one hits it? A lot. <laughs> yes. See, this makes it really challenging. <laughs> I, I no. <laughs> no. Just emphatic no. No. All right, we need a topic because we have a game, but we don't have a topic. <laughs> Um, so the bottom of the lineup are usually the worst hitters on the baseball team. They still have to play. Yeah. So you have to go through your whole team before you can rotate back. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. You would like baseball. That sounds fair. Yes. Yep. It's a very Calvinist game. You're predestined to win 50 games and lose 50 games. It's the other 62 games that make a difference. They play that many games in a season? Yep. Play 162 games. They play almost every single day. Wow. How does football get away with playing like eight? Well, they play 16, but if you've had football players playing more than 20 games, they'd be piles of mush yeah. because of concussions. <laughs> and also, baseball is not the most strenuous game. Yeah, you can be really out of shape and play baseball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Fielder was one of the fattest men I've ever seen. Like, but he was a really good Yeah, <laughs> first basemen and catchers tend to be big. Yeah, they tend to be big boys. <laughs> You don't tend to have to move at either of those two positions uh-huh. because at first base, usually people are throwing the ball to you mm-hmm. or the catcher, they're throwing the ball to you. You're not really having to go and make big defensive plays in those two positions. Prince Fielder. Yep. Weighed like a 300 pounds. <laughs> yes. Wow. He was pretty good yeah. too for a while. Ah, okay. 
thinking on like old newsreel footage I've seen of Babe Ruth. Yeah. He, he didn't look that fit. He wasn't. No. No, he wasn't like. But he knew how to crush the ball. <laughs> and pitch. <laughs> yeah, and pitch. At a pitcher, you really actually kind of want to be massive. That's why Arnoldus Chapman, he's what, like 6'5? Yeah. He's tall and has very long arms. So he can just put so much more energy because, you know. He can uh, add a lot of centripetal force. Yes. Well, and also, the length of your arms can adjust like that 0. 0.4 seconds that mm-hmm. it takes. If your arms are really long, you can shave like 0. 0.01 of a second off and that, that time. And that can mm-hmm. be enough to like really flip out a batter. Ah, I see. I see your cunning ploy here. Mm-hmm. You would like this game. There is much physics involved. There is. Yeah. It's all physics. It's How all you this. grip the ball. You have a two-seam, you have a four-seam fastball, mm-hmm. you have knuckleball pitchers. There's so many variables involved. An average play is, what, 15-ish seconds? Yeah. And all this evolved out of cricket? That's amazing. Yeah. We need a topic. Topics. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, we just could have done an entire know, podcast we, we on teaching Dan teaching of Dan baseball. baseball. <laughs> we could have done an entire time. I mean, have we been recording the entire time? Yeah. But we need religion in this podcast. Well, some people swear by baseball. Okay, religion done. There is dogma. You have the seventh inning stretch. There is liturgy involved. And there's the movie Angels in the Outfield. Uh, yep. Boom. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, that's Field right. Of, Field of Dreams is... The greatest baseball movie ever made. Best sports movies of all time. It has the greatest monologue. James Earl Jones. Yes. (laughs) People will come monologue is... Yes. Yes. Just, just... If you broadcast it, people will listen. You know, I'll be honest. (laughs) I was really suspicious about that Field of Dreams game when they first released it. I was like, baseball is a viewership problem among younger people, and our solution is to create a game from a movie that was made 30 years ago. Yes, but it worked. But it's kind of worked. Like, it's worked in a weird way. It's going to turn into the NHL Classic, where basically the NHL Classic is when you have two hockey teams go to a baseball field in the middle of winter and play on a baseball field. So what's the Field of Dreams game? They They play it in Iowa? They go to the – there actually is a field. Mm -hmm. It's a real baseball field, so they go to the real baseball field and they play a game out there in the cornfields and they broadcast it and everybody loves it. So are there fans that get to go? Is it like a 1000 bucks a ticket or something? Yeah, it's really expensive. It is expensive. Is this at the field where they shot the movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whoever owns that land just kept – yeah, yeah, they actually built a real field there, and mm-hmm. so yeah. I feel like they had like tournaments there for kids. Mm-hmm. It is a very religious game, right? There are liturgies, you know. Uh, you had the Padres. Yes, you do have the San Diego Padres, right? Mm-hmm. They are the. Yes. Isn't there a team called the Angels? Yes. Yes, Los the, Angeles Angels. Yes, used to be Anaheim. Yes. I have been convinced by a blog post article that I forget who wrote it, but for the good of baseball, we need to nationalize the Angels. So the Angels have mm. the two most exciting players in baseball. They have Mike Trout, who is like arguably the greatest player of this generation. He's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. You know? Yeah. In my head, he's just Fish Guy. That's the only way I'll remember. Yeah, right. Fish it's Guy. Fine. So that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine if you remember. Just remember Fish Guy is like the LeBron James of baseball. Mm. And it's sh- about as close as baseball can get. You know? No, I'd say LeBron James isn't as good as Mike Trout. Yeah, that's actually probably true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. And they have, from Japan, the most exciting player that's like come around in decades. Since Babe Ruth. Right, since Babe Ruth, because yeah. he's a pitcher who can also hit really well. And that's odd. It's yes. Almost, almost pitchers can almost never hit. Yes. Oh, that seems odd. I mean, because obviously they've got so much power in their arms. Yeah, they can almost never. If a, yeah. if a pitcher hits over 100, 
Like <laughs> like they're doing great. Really? Yeah. yeah. Except he can hit 300 and hit home runs. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. And so he's like, he's breaking all these stats. Because Babe Ruth, not only was he a great hitter, he's like a 90-game win pitcher. Like, mm-hmm. over the, He was also a great pitcher, too. And so like, he's breaking all these records that haven't been broken since like Babe Ruth's era, because that was the last era when pitchers were good hitters also. <laughs> so. Mike Leake from the Reds was 150. Yeah, right. Lorenzen. Yeah. Like the Cubs have had a couple. Jake Arrieta could sometimes hit the ball. But so the Angels have these two really exciting players, Mm -hmm. but their team absolutely sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many people are on a team? There are 26 total players allowed on the roster. They're not all on the field at the same time. It's usually, what, 13 position players and six relievers? It's like usually 19... Potential players. Yeah, there's 26 players on a roster, and yeah. then you and 19 that actually play. Well, no, you have the guys on the field, and then you have five starting pitchers. They rotate through the week, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. Um, there will always be four guys that don't play. Right, and then there's what we call relievers, the guy who fill in, and you usually use your your other guys. If it's a good game, the pitcher goes six, maybe seven innings. Right. Then you get a reliever to do an inning each. And then you get your closer to come in and finish it out. Usually. Right. There's nine people on the field. I think it's what, three people on the bench, right? That yeah. you can sub in and out. Yeah. I mean, the numbers on that, I think, are just how you divide up that 26-man roster. Yeah. You know. But that leaves, so if you take out the four non-starting pitchers, that's 22. Right. And so what do so, you do with those extra four people? Is yeah. kind of. Okay. Hmm. And then in the playoffs, that number goes up. And Los Angeles is allowed to have two teams? Some cities have two if they're big enough. So, like, Chicago has two. There's the White Sox and the Cubs. So, Chicago, New York, Los, uh, Angeles. Los Angeles. Isn't there another one? I think that's it. San Francisco and Oakland are close enough. Yeah, San Francisco, Oakland are kind of the same, same Bay Area teams, yeah. you know. But they're different leagues. Yes, they are different leagues. So, designated hitter is someone that doesn't play a position defensively. When the team goes out to defend, like they're physically on the field and not oh, okay. batting, yeah. that's what they're called being on defense. Okay. Designated hitter isn't on the field. He replaces the pitcher as a hitter, basically, because pitchers are so bad at hitting. Mm-hmm. There's actually a guy on the team whose sole job it is is to hit the ball, and hit run. the ball in place of the pitcher. Basically, mm-hmm. we call him the DH or the designated hitter. Now, if you're a traditionalist, this is where we get back to the religion thing. Mm-hmm. If you're a traditionalist like me, I think this rule is an abomination that should be burned. <laughs> and I agree with that. Yeah. It's a lot more fun to watch pitcher on pitcher crime yeah. than it is. <laughs> right. And when a pitcher hits a home run, which happens like once in a blue moon, but when it happens, it's phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was a huge thing when uh, Michael Lorenzen, uh, who played for the Reds, his dad passed away the night before one of his games. And when he came in to pitch, he was on the reliever at the time. When he came up to bat, hit a home run. And by the time he got back to the dugout, was just bawling. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's like a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baseball's romantic. That's the key. You know, it's yeah. a very romantic sport. You got to like, you love all the little moments, and things yeah. like that. Huh. It's a romantic math sport. Romantic math sport. Mm-hmm. That is America's pastime. Yeah. Yeah. And the future is hockey. <laughs> sure. Have you heard of climate change? 
hey, Tampa Bay has a team in hockey. Yeah. We can do we can do amazing thing with air conditioning nowadays. Except for Tampa is literally the hottest place to play. There was a great interview with the goalie for the Blue Jackets. His name is Elvis. They won the game and they were asking him his thoughts. It's really, really hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know. So somehow they're able to keep ice with 80 and 90 degree air temperatures. Yes. No, we're talking also like the playoffs ended, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah. It's like 100 degrees outside. Inside, what, the air temperature's got to be. It's like room temperature, like here. Yeah. Like, I thought hockey was a winter sport. Yes. But it's playoffs run. Into June. Into June. Dang, that's a long time. It's 82 games. I'm kind of getting the feeling from this, mm-hmm. right? 82 games of hockey, over 100, get what, 160 games of baseball? 162. Yep. 162 games for baseball. Plus playoffs. I know basketball plays a boatload of games. Also 82. Why do we worship football so much? Man, those guys sound like wimps compared to the other sports. (laughs) Well, yes. Well, they are. They are. (laughs) Undoubtedly. On the other hand, it's the only sport where you directly hit people, so. (laughs) Well, no, there's hockey. There's hockey. But there's not direct (laughs) (laughs) head-to-head hitting. Also, it's... The one that has the most money. So it advertises the most. So more people go to it. So it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. More people go. So they have more money. So they advertise more. So more people go. Yeah. So they have more money. So. Yeah. Right. And going back to the religion part, Ohio State football. I witness it. I don't understand it. A friend, my former next door neighbor, who just could not understand why I'd have no interest in sports whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He really felt if he just took me to an Ohio State game, yeah. I get infected by all the excitement. Anyway, I went. I don't think I've ever had a day that I was more bored in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I did not get any of the excitement. I saw it. I witnessed yeah. Yeah. it. I could not understand it. They actually played so little of the time of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it was just like pointless. <laughs> I felt like we're paying people to watch them exercise. I'll just exercise on my own. You kind of are. I, I kind of think... There are many reasons football is more popular. It's more violent. You know, it's all those kind of things. If you want violence, why don't we have professional rugby? I mean, that's violent. Yeah. So here's the other thing that I think that makes football very popular in America. It's perfect for television. It's start and stop. You can insert ads where you want. You can get up and get a snack. You know, like it. it's stop and start nature makes it perfect for television. Same thing with baseball. Well, I actually think baseball's problem is that it's perfect for radio because it's from a different era. And so it's perfect for radio. On television, baseball can sometimes be a drag because, like, games go on a while. That's why if you shorten the game to less than four hours, it would be more interesting. That's why, you know... That's why they're trying to speed up the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's why football, because a four-hour game is a really long game. It's usually about three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. But depending on, you know, injuries, you know, how good offenses are... If you run the ball more than passing, you know, time frame definitely differs. But if you don't understand the sport, it's hard to get into football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just go and just have a great time just cheering with everybody else. But for you, Dan, baseball's your sport. Baseball and then hockey. Because of the math and the physics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they're cheap. <laughs> it's not like the Cincinnati Reds where it's like <laughs> 10 bucks for 12 ounce of beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's cheap. Beer. Yes. Going to actual games is very expensive. 
So why do these owners make municipalities pay for all their expenses? It's a very good question. They're making so much money. Because <laughs> uh, they, they have to pay for money. it. They take it. They get tax breaks for it because of the <laughs> revenue it brings to the city. Right. The theory is is that it has the potential to enliven the local economy. The local economy. Like <laughs> I read one economist where they said that mathematically that's been proven wrong and like it would be you'd do more for the local economy if you just dumped all that money out of helicopters above the <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that's why when Jimmy Haslam who is the owner of the Columbus crew uh-huh. when he bought them out dedicated so much of his own personal money to the new stadium to revamping the old stadium to become a community center it was a huge thing nationally when that happened because he was actually giving back to the community, not just taking Correct. their money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there's actually been a couple trends where, like, some cities have started saying no to those deals. The other problem is that owners typically threaten, if you don't give me the new stadium, I'll move the team. Oakland. Mm-hmm. You right know, now, Oakland, Oakland Athletics. Oakland's is in this pretty much moving the team because the owner wants a new stadium because Oakland's stadium is awful. It's, yeah. But Oakland doesn't want to pay for a new stadium. And so... You know, the threat usually is we'll move the team. And then if you're a mayor, you're kind of stuck in a bind because if you're the mayor that mm-hmm. lost the team... And that lives you, with you forever. Yeah, right. You're never living that down. <laughs> Montreal Expos. Yeah. Had a terrible stadium. So the organization's like, hey, we need a new stadium. If you don't build us one, we'll go to Washington, D.C. Montreal didn't want to do it because they're not a baseball town. They're a hockey town. So I don't understand the logic of why they have an American game in Montreal. Yeah, I think it was an attempt to have, you know, that second Canadian team. I get Toronto. I have one in Vancouver. Or like even just a second Toronto team would make sense to me, right? Just think of the hockey teams. Yeah. Add in London, and those are the big (laughs) big Canadian (laughs) cities. Right. Yeah, I don't know Canada well enough, but... Montreal always seemed weird, but was a great name, Montreal Expos. Mm-hmm. And you say was, so they don't have that anymore? That team no, so exist? they did move. Yeah. So that was a case where the, they wanted a new stadium, the city said no, and so they packed up and moved the team, and they became the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know. So what happened to the Senators? They were gone uh, a while ago. What did happen to the Senators? That's a sweet name for a team, and they should bring that back, by the way. Ottawa. It's not the Senators as in, you know, like the people that did legislator, the Ottawa senators are like the Romans. <laughs> the Roman senators, their logo is a Roman helmet. Oh, yeah. for real? Yes. Oh, wow. So our Washington senators were the Chamber of Congress. Yeah, so that's the hockey team. Oh, okay. They became the Minnesota Twins. That's what happened to the Washington Yeah, I, th- I thought it was something in the Midwest. Yeah. I didn't think it was Milwaukee because Milwaukee was what? The Brewers. Oh, I like that. It's the Washington Baseball Club. Yeah. Club. Anyway, they became the Twins. I would loathe the Minnesota Twins more than I think I loathe any single team. Why? Because they're this tiny little market team that, like, spends a quarter of my payroll, <laughs> like, that the Cubs do. And, like, they make the playoffs far more often than the Cubs do. They are in one of the worst divisions in baseball. And it just irritates the living snot out of me that, like, <laughs> my Cubs spend obscene amounts of money because we are... <laughs> One of the, you know, and, and it's like every time it's like twins make the playoffs, Cubs don't. It's like you're spending like 10 cents on the dollar. <laughs> okay. Wow. So the American League Central, which is the division that houses the Minnesota Twins, the Cleveland Guardians, 
the Chicago White Sox, the Kansas City Royals, and the Detroit Tigers. Those are five really bad teams. Yes, they are. They're also <laughs> three of the smallest market, market teams in all of baseball. Yeah. Even the White Sox are pretty because the Cubs take up so, so much airspace. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and Detroit's just terrible. <laughs> Detroit is. So that is the worst division in baseball. So you could have. <laughs> A 500 team and make the, the playoffs. playoffs. I know, I know. And 500 is you win exactly the same amount as you lose. Yeah. So it's equivalent to 50 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. All right. And that's the thing is stats. When you're above 500, that's really good. When you're below 500, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. So stats are just the percentages without making them percentages. You don't mm-hmm. move the decimal point over. Yeah. To you correct. don't move. Okay. Right. So 300 is 30%. Right. right. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's a, the vernacular just. It was a lot easier to do. Right. It's, all, it's all math, Dan. Mm-hmm. You, you need to become a baseball fan because it's all math. It's an excuse to do math. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can watch games and keep track yourself so you can do the math yourself. You know, it's called you keeping can have the score. Pit, you can you have know. a pitch counter. Right. Ooh. Is that like a little clicker yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a little yeah. clicker to see how many pitches the pitcher will give. Yeah, and that, that's a huge thing too. Like It is. It's anything over 100 pitches, you're starting to wear out your pitcher. What twenty an inning is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean that, and you can have twenty pitches on one player. Yeah, because they can foul off the ball an infinite amount of times. Mm-hmm. So if you make contact and it doesn't go into the field to play, or the other team doesn't catch it if it's in the air, then you can continually have two strikes. I thought you could do like four fouls. In no, that you can do an infinite amount of. Fouls. So Brandon Belt holds the record for most pitches. 21 pitch at bat for one guy. (laughs) And that's the record? Yeah, that's the record. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. 21 is usually like a bad inning. (laughs) Yeah. On that at bat. Oh, that was one. That was one. That was one guy. That was one one at bat. (laughs) The guy made contact with the ball 18 out of 21 times. That's ridiculous. Ended on a fly out. Uh, so the top three are Brandon Belt at 21 pitches, ending in a flyout. Ricky Gutierrez against Bartolo Colon, 20 <laughs> pitches. And then Matt Wieters, 19 pitches. So Bartolo Colon is a very large pitcher. Yes, he's a very large man. It's also old. Yes. It's like 40. <laughs> yes, which is really old. In baseball. In yeah, baseball. Baseball years. Mariano Rivera was 45 when he retired, right? Yes. When you're a pitcher... You can keep going. You can keep going because you're not necessarily going every single day. You're not running around the bases. Now you can't because of the DH. Curse be yeah. upon the changes of these baseball changes. Yes. <laughs> But um, because you're not having to do as much exercise, mm. you can have a longer career. Yep. But he's a hefty lad. He is a hefty lad. Yes. So have we convinced you? Are you watching baseball now? Not yet. What are your plans tonight, Dan? I'll be driving. Can listen to so it on the listen radio. to the game. Yeah, that's perfect. I'll be editing while I'm in the car. <laughs> while you're driving, you're going to be editing? <laughs> that seems bad. <laughs> it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> So uh, we need to inform the Pennsylvania Highway Patrol. Maybe I'll go a very circuitous route. <laughs> a wibbly-wobbly route. <laughs> I think this is a good bonus episode. Okay. It's the, the Church in Space All Sports Edition. <laughs> you know? The conversion of Dan. Right. Baseball evangelism, we can call it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how we bring up the religion. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Baseball evangelism. We are making turning you into a disciple right. of baseball. Right. 
That's the best way I can not say something <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> we can go for a bit of light blasphemy. Blasphemy light. No. Right. New. From Pats. It's outright blasphemy with half the sin. Half the calories. Half the sin. All the same damnation. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that's going to be the light beer that we brew. It's blasphemy light. I like that. We had uh, my friend and my friend and I in seminary, we, we brewed our own beer like through most of the seminary and. Our first beer we named Apollo 13 because literally everything went wrong yeah. <laughs> in the process of brewing it. And like, it still turned out okay. <laughs> you know, so we're like, it's a successful failure. Like, literally every step uh, along the way went wrong. I like how alcohol brings pastors together. Absolutely. Alcohol yeah. brings everyone together. <laughs> alcohol brings everybody together. Yeah, but my, pastors, especially. My great grandmother used to get really cheesed off because. She was very religious, went mm-hmm. to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. never missed the required mass, mm-hmm. made the kids all go. But my great-grandpa adamantly yeah. refused to go to church, mm-hmm. but he made his own wine. Mm. And so it cheesed off my great-grandma because every Sunday after the final mass, uh-huh. the priest would come to my great-grandma's house. And he'd just give a peremptory hi to my great-grandma and immediately went down to the basement and spent the entire <laughs> afternoon drinking wine with my great-grandpa. There's a whole history of church failure <laughs> summed up in that small story. Wow. That's, that's a fun story. I mean, you know the, here's the church, here's the steeple, yeah, right? Been... Look inside, here are the people. Yeah. Right? If you heard the updated version. No. No. Here's the church, here's the steeple, look inside, where are the people? Look in the street, in the bar, there they are. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is we need to open up a bar. Yeah, that's, uh, again, yeah, we, we've talked about yes. this already. We got to set up a brewery and then have our own. I think I've said this on this show before, but I've I've always thought in a church that had a critical number of homebrewers that like a church homebrewing mm-hmm. small group yeah. would be like the ideal ministry. You know, mm-hmm. you do... You do evening prayer right before or after you're done brewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do brew the rest of the time, yeah. right? And you have samples of prior brew that's right. done. Right, Be great. We just need the money for it. I mean, if it's home brewing, right? And the bar thing is a good idea, too. You know, I'm, I've said before, I know churches that that's their ministry, and it's interesting. That's for certain. And in one of the previous episodes, we talked about how pastors should be bartenders. Yeah, right. They should. All right, we need to do our game. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. We got to kind of focus. Oh, wait. Do we have a show? We do. This was the show, right? So this is not a normal show. This is not a normal show, but the liturgy must be observed. We have a game to conclude each of our... But we didn't start the liturgy right. It's a special service. You know, the liturgy changes. We can do it at the end. What are we going to call this creed then? It's the baseball creed. All right, so the game... As composed by Drew is the walk-up song game. So, Dan, for your benefit, each baseball player has a walk-up song. Okay. They play it. If you ever go to a game, you'll, they'll each have their own walk-up music, right? So when a baseball player is coming up to bat. Right. Yeah. They play their walk-up song. So this is like to get the baseball player, he gets charged up. It's, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like their thing. Yeah. So like it yeah. can be anywhere from the Pirates had a guy who was really Italian, and so they played the... When the moon oh, hits oh. your eye. So this oh, is yeah. the stadium plays yeah, this Yeah, the stadium right. plays oh, this song. Oh, I thought it was uh, like they had it in their own earbuds. No, no, no it's like the stadium up. plays no. this song. Uh, Todd okay. Frazier had uh, Take Me to the Moon. Right, Take uh, Me to the Moon. Yeah. Right, it's just whatever their song okay. is. Okay, right? but the whole stadium. So it's their signature song. Yeah, it's their mm-hmm. signature song. Okay, right? okay. Um, 
So the first two hosts pick a song that would describe the other host, and then that host would offer rebuttal with their personal choice if they so chose. So, okay, I will go first since this is my game. Mm-hmm. Dan's walk-up song is "Flight of the Bumblebee." <laughs> <laughs> That's better than mine. Okay. <laughs> I had Knights of Cydonia by Muse. For Dan. <laughs> if you've ever played Guitar Hero, I had Knights of Cydonia, but it's a similar thing, actually. The time has come to make things right. What's Dan? Dan is Knights of Cydonia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my lord. <laughs> Flight of the Bumblebee is really good, too, though. I'm really mad I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dan. <laughs> They're both way off what I was thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? But they fit. I was thinking just Basement Jacks, do your thing. I don't care what the kids say. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. Oh, uh, okay. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simple? Easy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pass you your next. Okay. Roast me. Living on a prayer. <laughs> the reason why is your choice in sports teams. Uh, Cubs, <laughs> Lions, Jackets. Uh, yeah, yes. And Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame all the time is living on a prayer. Yeah. So based off of your choices in sports teams, living on a prayer. We live by faith, not by sight in my sports <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Pistons, too, in basketball, so, you know. Mine for Dave was partly because of the conversation last week Uh when you mentioned you have no curiosity Uh and make a horrible Starfleet officer, Uh don't want to take risk, and your Calvinist views. Uh I was thinking brick in the wall from Pink Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I think Dan's got it. Yeah, I loathe school too. <laughs> like I, I like had this flirtation like a year and a half ago where I was like, maybe I want to go and get like an M, like a demon, a doctorate in ministry. And I was like, oh, right. I hate school. <laughs> Not that I hate learning. I actually read a lot on my own. I learn. I just, the entire thing about school, I just loathe it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we don't need no education was like my, like, yes. The anthem. Yeah. Is it the constraints and the time commitment? Yeah. Like, it was, I mean, I'm a rebellious soul by nature. So, like, it was being told to, like, learn things that just, irritated the snot out of me the entire way through. Yeah. I, I think I would have actually done great at like those Montessori schools now where mm-hmm. like you dictate your own thing. But the fact that I had some authority figure ordering me yeah. to learn like automatically set off my like, no, <laughs> I refuse. See, that's why it's kind of funny that he's a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Because he's very rebellious, but somehow an authority figure, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Notice how many times during these recordings uh-huh. he will say, I am vested with the authority. I know. Man. I am the authority. <laughs> now it is the ultimate irony of like, <laughs> it, it's God's ultimate. Like I say God is an ironic sense of humor. It's a cruel irony sometimes. <laughs> like I am the authority. It's like, ah, oh, right. <laughs> like, I hate authority, but. <laughs> On a universal scale. Yeah. yeah. So now Drew. You can go first. I'm my, still thinking of Drew. Mine is patently obvious. Mm-hmm. Queen. 
bicycle. I want to ride my That's exactly what my mom said. <laughs> See, I was going to do that one too. So, yeah. Well, let me go first. So okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Queen. I, guess I went with the law hanging fruit on that one. Right. I have another one in mind, really. It's more subtle. Yeah. Doctor in the Tarps. It's an old punk band, kind of neo punk. Well known for lifting tunes, melodies from other bands, yeah. and then adding their own lyrics. And I just love the idea of these wildly brilliant punk rockers completely being out of character and doing a Doctor Who tribute song and video to accompany it. So basically, full of surprises. Okay. I was going to say Queen's Bicycle, too. So, you know, I think that's your What's song. your second best? I, I like a, how Drew is challenging uh, us. I yeah. I have a second best. Like, that one was just so, like... <laughs> it is low-hanging fruit, you know? <laughs> you know, it's low-hanging fruit, but it worked. Like, it was right. It was perfect. Drew's so passionate about yeah. biking. <laughs> competes in biking. <laughs> right. Works in a bike shop. <laughs> constantly volunteers to fix right. bikes. Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Because it's got that line at the end where it goes to steel horse and ride. What do you think? What's your walk-up song? Tried to find something to do with ears, but there's not a lot of music. But <laughs> I tried really hard. But <laughs> silence, just silence. No walk-up song, just silence. Or have it play out of one side of the stadium and not yeah. the other. You said it, not us. See, I can say it. Okay, it's a tie between the heavy, how you like me now, and the Imperial March. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because the heavy is similar in theme to Basement Jacks and to your thing. Also, because we didn't establish, we could have done a second song. Dan's other song for me was by Weird Al Yankovic. White and Nerdy. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? I embrace that. Yeah. As I embrace Weird Al. Yeah. And we didn't actually bring up Hazard's actual walk-up song, Boston. Oh. More than a feeling. I do remember the false start. Yeah. <laughs> so for listeners at home, uh, when we called Pastor Dave and um, we had the vote, someone might have hit the button to play more than a feeling before, like we said officially, yeah, we're calling him. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely wasn't me. No. Dan wasn't right next to me. No. 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 Don't remember that as occurring whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Urban legend. It's a great song. Wow, that first Ballaston album's awesome. There's just no way around it. All right. Well, for everybody, since we didn't start this way, we'll end this way. This has been Church in Space. No, Dan. No. <laughs> You're disrupting the liturgy. But I'm the heretic. <laughs> You're all out of here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next time. <laughs> hey, Dan. Yeah, Drew. Did you bring your three-fingered glove? I don't know. I only half heard you last time. <laughs>